So chapter 14 on aridities. Again, along with distractions, one of the problem areas that comes up with prayer. And so we'll look at that today and uh, we'll see what we have to say about it. The, um, the first thing, along with distractions, is that aridity is the common lot of everybody. In a talk that um, Father Timothy Gallagher was giving, somebody asked him, does, does now it's slightly different, but they asked, does, does anybody not experience desolation anymore? Right? It's an interesting question. And his basic thought was, no. That's probably not completely true, but for most people, throughout their lives, they will experience spiritual desolation. Um, and for ourselves, we should expect that aridity, and we'll talk about different kinds of dryness in prayer, spiritual aridity, is going to happen, right? And along in the same idea as with distractions, we should eliminate that which we can and patiently bear that which we cannot eliminate. So that's the basic idea. Um, the, uh, the, the author here uh, talks about the, the simple and pretty straightforward idea of the, the way to really work with aridity is to, to move against its causes. And so he's going to identify three causes, and Gallagher actually has some others, and so I'll sort of talk about these different ones. Um, but the basic idea is, again, in the, so he talks about the will, but it, so in the affective, right, so in the felt, or the desiring aspect of our person, there is an experience of a lack of emotion, or we would want to say a lack of devotion, a lack of consolation, a lack of feeling um, on a spiritual level. And even there can be a lack of desiring, although, although in, uh, in certain experiences of aridity, that's exactly when desiring can increase in, in some cases. But that's, that's, so that's why we need to discern well what's going on if we experience aridity, right? But so one of the questions is going to be like, what's the source of the aridity and what can we do to move against it? And so um, the author of, of, of our book here, uh, Father Peter, uh, what's his last name? Rohrbach, he, he identifies three, right? Lack of full development in the spiritual life, and we'll look at this involuntary circumstances, and we'll look at that, and the purifying action of God. And so, just to step aside for a second, Father Timothy Gallagher, uh, in his book, Setting Captives Free, so this is like everything that he wanted to say in his first book on spiritual discern discernment of spirits that he didn't have a chance to say, he says here. It's pretty thick, so he has a lot to say. But he tackles the question, is dryness in prayer spiritual desolation? It's a good question. Um, and so he makes some distinctions, and basically the answer is it can be. It, it might be, but it may not be, right? And so we'll look at just these different possibilities. So the, the topic, basically, generally, overall, dryness in prayer, a lack of feeling moved, or a lack of affective experience 
when I'm, when I'm in prayer. So one can be, and Gallagher and uh, Rohrbach just kind of line up on this one, a lack of full development in the spiritual life or a lack of formation in prayer. Um, people don't know what they're doing when they go into prayer, and so they're just all over the place. And so they experience dryness in prayer because they're not coming into that contact with Christ, because they're not establishing this real thing. And so they're just sort of spinning their wheels in a sense. And so if that's the case, then the answer is learning how to pray better, right? Just entering more deeply into prayer. Um, and if there's attachment to the world or sin, and I'll, I'll touch on this again in a second, but naturally there's going to be less satisfaction, less, less sort of felt appreciation or love for Jesus, right? And so if, I'm, if I feel a lot of love and appreciation for, you know, my, my tablet and the stuff that I watch on it, I may, feel, I may feel a lot, I may just feel a dryness towards Jesus in prayer because of that, right? So in some ways it could be sin, in some ways it may not be, but that's just a, a reality. And so, of course, if we move more strongly towards Jesus and away from these things, if, if we move away from venial sin, tepidity, mediocrity, um, then there will be less and less dryness in prayer. Generally speaking, right? Not perfect, but generally speaking. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be, right? What we put our treasure in uh, will be loved by us more. There our heart will be. And so this is an important part of, uh, of the whole idea. And so tied in with this, Gallagher simply says, so, so dryness could come from lack of formation, negligence in prayer. Um, and so those are, those are important things to, to recognize. The second thing that's uh, mentioned in the book is involuntary circumstances. And he, he has a lot of these, right? Illness, physical fatigue, drowsiness, worries, absorbing preoccupations, misunderstandings, and temptations. Sounds like a lot of my life, half of it, right? So in any case, there it is. And so, um, but just to mention, a lot of these resemble Ignatius's, or what, what, uh, uh, what's his name here, Gallagher, terms non-spiritual desolation, right? So spiritual desolation is negative, low feelings, or it could include just dryness in prayer that's specifically linked to a decrease in faith, a decrease in hope, a decrease in love, something of feeling separated from God, some sort of a distance there. That's spiritual desolation. Non-spiritual desolation is, can be this low feeling that all of us have at times, but especially if you're melancholic like me, a low feeling, which isn't necessarily initially at least, connected to God, right? I didn't sleep well last night. I have a headache, right? I'm developing a migraine. Uh, I, I got into an argument with a brother, you know, whatever. None of that's necessarily spiritual in nature, but it can certainly affect our affective experience of life. We just don't feel good. Or we can feel just a certain lowness or just flat, right? Just like, I don't feel peace. I just don't feel anything. Sometimes, you know, when we recognize that if it's an involuntary circumstance like this, illness, physical fatigue, drowsiness, sometimes the simple thing of taking a nap can be the solution, right? 
And, and I say that because, uh, again, like sometimes I just, I just really feel like I must be the slowest guy on the block. Like, just, just not, there's many times that I think I've gone to prayer and not recognize some of the natural factors that pray, played into just my struggle in prayer, right? And, um, and again, that's one of the reasons that I, I try to exercise regularly. In some ways, you know, it's to keep my incredible physique up, you know, so that I, the bodybuilding th uh, isn't just completely off the, the, the possibilities for me. Um, but, uh, no, why do I exercise? Well, for the most part, because, yes, of course, to be a good steward of my body, but also, like, I just find that I, I pray better, I'm able to serve better, I'm able to be attentive to brothers better, I'm able to listen more when I do that. And when I don't do that, sometimes I feel, and the reason is, isn't anything spiritual. It's not like I've sinned. It's just I need to exercise a bit. You know, that's why I ask you guys to do that. Sometimes there can be something going on in a relationship with another person. And again, we can just feel, but it has nothing to do with our life of prayer directly. And just resolving that with the individual can be a huge help to sort of lifting us out of this place of affective dryness which can spill over into our prayer, right? And one of the things Gallagher mentions is that there may be things that we just carry, like he's, he mentions shame, fear, anxiety, that people carry that they haven't brought to the Lord yet. And because they haven't, and this is one of the huge things that I recognize is when I hold something in and I'm not willing to bring that to the Lord, a lot of times that just becomes a barrier and it, my prayer just dies, right? And there's very specific things that I know in my prayer life. If I fall into certain stuff, my prayer just goes, just flat, right? And so sometimes there's, there's aspects of stuff in our hearts that we're carrying still that when we open up to the Lord about that, or when we open up to the Lord through another, like our spiritual director in confession, it just opens stuff up and the dryness goes, right? And so there can be all these sorts of factors that play into it. And so we just need to recognize that, that dryness can sometimes be, because of these other circumstances in our lives, um, whether personal or relational, natural, whatever they are, that, that just caused this sort of felt experience of dryness, right? And then the third thing that, that's mentioned is the purifying action of God. And I won't get into that too much now. It's in chapter, we'll talk about it more in chapter 21 of this book. And it's the, it's the famous, often completely misunderstood uh, idea of the dark nights of John of the Cross, right? People talk about this and you can talk about the dark nights in different ways, but when you're talking about it in the specific way that John of the Cross wants to talk about, there's, there's a couple kinds of dark nights, passive and active, senses and spirit, blah, 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 blah. But so in any case, dryness in prayer can sometimes be a sign of growth, actually. So, but, so that's why it has to be discerned. Um, and a couple of things, just to pull in Ignatius's rules of, of discernment here, his first week rules, that I think can be helpful, right? So when we experience dryness, it can be spiritual desolation, right? Um, so Gallagher simply says, 
if dryness bears the mark of spiritual desolation, along with the dryness, there's affective aridity coupled with discouragement, a sense of a distance from God, a weakening of hope, various temptations and the like, then such persons will recognize the enemy at work and then they need to respond as, it, as if it's spiritual desolation. And so if the aridity that we have makes us feel further from God, that's a, that's a warning sign. If the aridity that we feel gives us a, a decrease in hope or we feel a lack of faith, a greater doubt in our lives, that's a warning sign. Because in people where the aridity is God's action, the fascinating thing is that their faith, hope, and love increase, right? It, they increase and not decrease. But so, dryness can come about and there's different things that, that can just be helpful to, to recognize. Sometimes it may be that, that there is something that we've done, you know, some sort of a sin or some sort of a disordered attachment, and we should ask the Lord about that. And if there's something there, then we need to move against it, right? But the other things that, um, that, that could be, that the Lord is doing, and the reason he's allowing the dryness is because he wants to see if you're going to persevere in love, right? Um, the Lord does not want to just feed you spiritual consolations just so you'll continue to stay with him for the rest of your life. He's going to let you struggle sometimes because when you love somebody, you're willing to sacrifice. And so the Lord's going to give you the chance. Not like he's playing with you, but he's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're like moving someplace. I'm going to give you the chance to take a step further now. So he gives us dryness. Well, Lord, that's not exactly what I... How about you just give, like, give me like that sort of the, the flaming dart in my heart or something like that. No, right? That's, that's later, maybe, but probably not. But so one of the things he does is he gives us dryness to just see, will he persevere through the dryness, right? And, and that's just as a sign of love and as a growth in the fidelity and a real attachment to God. And so God may give dryness for that reason, but he may also give dryness to allow us to come to a greater self-knowledge, which is a lifelong process. And this is the same reason he allows spiritual desolation. One, to allow ourselves to be stretched, to really grow in different virtues. But the other is to really come to know what we are, right? When you go into prayer and you feel super consoled, and you just, you just, you're like, I, I am rocking this, you know? And now there's something beautiful about that, but also it's so easy to start to fall into the idea that I am rocking this, right? It's me. This is, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And that's, a, that's just a dangerous place to be because we start to hold on to it and we start to think that I got it and you don't got it. It's a gift right? It's a gift. So dryness is also allowed to show us it ain't you, kid, right? It's not you. It's me that, that gives you the grace of prayer, uh, meaning God saying that to you, not Father Francis Mary, right? I know that's not me. So these are important reasons that we can recognize that, that God allows the dryness to happen. It may be, in some cases, our own fault. It may be circumstances, 
But in each case, God wants us to grow from it. One thing that I would say, at least in my own life, again, the, the, the depressed melancholic thing comes through strongly, that I would say that isn't in the book directly, I don't think, is this. Don't confuse aridity with rejection, right? I think, at least in my own experience of prayer, it can be hard to avoid, right? It can be hard to avoid the thought, man, yesterday, like, when I went to pray with the scriptures, it was warm and consoling, God felt so close, I really felt like he spoke a word to me, I felt encouraged, and today when I go, and I open up the scriptures, and it's just like nothing, and I read it again, and it's nothing, and it's dry, and I just want to leave. It's very hard not to think, what did I do wrong? Or why did God go away? Right? Don't fall into the temptation. Right? Because usually, I would, I would like to say, often, it's not that we did something wrong, but it's that God's allowing us to be stretched. He's allowing us to come to know ourselves. And we can ask him, Lord, is this my fault? But if he doesn't tell you anything back, presume it's not, unless there's something that's clear that comes to you. That, that's my rule. Right? Don't presume you just blew everything, unless you're, you're really, you, you walk into prayer and you think back and you're like, well, I really, I, 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 that was a sin. I really blew it. You know, okay, right. So if God gives you some clarity, fine. But it's such a huge temptation to presume that it's just our fault, that we did something wrong, that it's all, I've messed it all up, I'm such an idiot, you know, whatever. No, 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 no. Right. So don't confuse aridity with rejection. God has moved away from me. Nope. To be able to say in the midst of aridity, Jesus, I believe that you love me. I know that you're here. I believe you love me as much right now as when you did when I felt so warm and fuzzy and close to you. That's a great prayer. Right? That's a great prayer of faith. And so that's very, very important. And, and just to say, especially at this point in your lives, brothers, right? I can't read your souls. I can't, but at this point in your lives, you just need to know, for the most part, probably for most of you, God is going to allow you to experience consolation regularly to, to, to encourage you, to lift you up, to help you to grow for all those reasons. But you're going to experience aridity. That's just life. You're going to experience dryness. You're going to experience desolation at times, which is separate, but just important to know. So it's part, it's part, part and parcel of just the spiritual life. It's, it's a natural experience or a, a natural flow of the way that your prayer is going to go and that your life with Jesus is going to go. So, so the last word is don't get freaked out by that. Um, and I think that's what I wanted to say. Questions, comments? Um, I, don't, I don't know if I find Serena Williams' consolation, but in any case, the Wheaties, maybe the Wheaties would be. But... Uh, <laughs> She looks like she's having consolation of some sort, of some sort. I don't know that it's spiritual. Yeah, it looks like non-spiritual consolation. Yep.
can you can you give any words of advice on like kind of parsing out if it's spiritual and I need to like maybe act a little more or maybe it's just like I'm tired and I need to like rest. Right. So how do we so really the question I think you're asking is so like how do we respond when we experience this and and just to clarify, right? Not all dryness is necessarily des spiritual desolation. And even not all dryness is necessarily going to be just natural desolation or non-spiritual desolation because you might feel sort of flat without feeling sad, right? But so it's important to just make the distinction is it is what I'm ex is the dryness I'm experiencing desolation, right? Or is it or is it just dryness, right? Um, and the, so that's important. So just to sort of separate that out a little bit. And if, if it is desolation or this, just like what's going on. So is it, does it seem to have a spiritual content or does it seem to just be natural? Now, to be honest with you, I think some people are able to, to figure this out quicker than me, which is maybe God's just given that to me so that I can struggle with it so I can teach better. I don't know. But but so there's, there's sometimes that I don't know what's going on. But it's important to just recognize that there is a distinction between natural and spiritual. And so it's, it's helpful to maybe just take a quick overview and go, man, is there something just naturally? Like, so do I just feel tired? Right? I think a lot of times it's just like tired, hungry, right? Angry, lonely. So hungry, angry, lonely, tired, right? The, the old 12-step thing. Don't act if you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Halt, right? Stop. And so I think that just even looking quickly over those things can be helpful, right? The, just the quick question to Jesus, Jesus, what's going on? And just seeing if there's a, a, an insight that comes often is helpful to me, right? Is it just that I'm tired? Or is it that I just had, you know, a, an encounter with a brother or something like that? That is very important. But, but so, because the thing is this, depending on what's going on, it's gonna make a big difference as to how I respond. So, the rule, you were quoting rule six, right? So we should act strongly against the desolation, we should change ourselves through prayer, meditation, examination, and penance, which, uh, probably Father Katursky will talk to you, but I'll talk to you about what maybe that stuff looks like. Um, but so in any case, because if it's spiritual desolation or if the dryness has a spiritual content, then we do need to take those actions. If the dryness doesn't have a spiritual content, then those actions might be helpful, but they're not gonna get at the root of it, which is you may need a cup of coffee, you may need a piece of fruit, you may need to take a nap, right? So, um, But the thing that I would say is this, if, if, if it's clear, yeah, so just on a very practical level, if it's clear that it's a natural thing, try, if you can, to do what you, to do the thing, the natural thing that will be helpful to resolve it. If it's a Friday, it's a fast day and you can't, right, eat a piece of fruit or something like that, well then you just gotta suffer it. But if you can, then that's fine. But then if, if you're just really not sure, right, the, uh, an important thing to just move into is just move into any kind of prayer, sort of repetitive prayer, um, 
uh, a director that, uh, that I know calls it battering ram prayer. So just pick your favorite aspiration. I'll, I'll talk about these later again. Pick your favorite aspiration. Jesus, I trust you. Jesus, and just go for it. Jesus, I trust you. Jesus, I trust you. Jesus, I trust you. And you just pray that until the thing lifts, right? Or praise and thanksgiving, something like that. You just move into it because oftentimes, until, if it's spiritual desolation, until we get out from underneath the rock, we aren't going to be able to see really clearly for examine, right? So that's often people's experience. Sometimes you might have an insight and you're like, oh, well, it's this thing, and then, I, then you can make the change against it. But often you just need to move into prayer and allow that to lift your heart and then have a greater insight as to what's going on. So that's moving a little bit into some other stuff that I'll talk about at some point. But is that helpful, as, at least as a starting point? Okay, good. Anything else? So just to mention, uh, we will, next class, start chapter 17. So I expect you to read 15 and 16, but I'm not going to go over the demonstration of the method. I figure you can read that well on your own. So next class, we'll start with recollection, then attachment, and then we're heading towards the end.